We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everybody and welcome to uh, the latest skate, 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 skate. Victory Pod. I'm Jimmy. That man with me is my good buddy Dan. Dan, how you feeling, man? It's a good week to be a sporting fan. It's a good week to be a sporting fan. Anytime that we're winning, man, that's a that's a good feeling, my dude. It is. It is. And uh, we got some exciting things happening this week. Lots to talk about. We got the win. We got a new baby born into the Sporting KC family. Uh, we got all sorts of things, so it's going to be a very fun episode. But um, but first, as always, we like to read the reviews that we get, and we got a couple new ones. So uh, I don't know if you got them pulled up there or not, but if you do, do you want to uh, you want to take them away, or you want me to do them? I got them right here, man. If you want me to, go for it. Check this out. All right, the fact that they're just now doing it means they're probably new listeners, right? That's what that means. Could be. Okay. Because this is T-Dog, all right? T-Dog 7Z, which I'm like, oh, hell yeah. That's, a, <laughs> that's like prison name, dude. T-Dog. I hope it's tattooed uh, on his SKC inner lip. Forever. <laughs> I thought you were going to say uh, bum, but uh, all right. <laughs> it says SKC Forever, five stars. It's always an entertaining show that you two put on. Your insights, humor, and talent shine in your self-proclaimed quote-unquote grab bag podcast. Your singing movie reviews, no scary ones, right, right. Jimmy? <laughs> SKC thoughts, USWNT, USMNT reflections, and MLS thoughts keep me well informed. SKC fans should definitely stick with the team in these hard times and keep believing. True fans will support the team no matter what. Just think back to all of the amazing trophy-filled seasons. SKC forever! Thanks, guys. <laughs> I love it. It's pretty cool, man. It's fun. I, I mean, oh, That's good stuff, yeah, man. I love it. If you if we weren't here to get you hyped up on the team, just go read that review because I'm ready to like fight someone right now. That was big time. <laughs> You're gonna uh, just read that review before you take the field for your scrimmage this weekend. Oh, the scrimmage! We're gonna talk about that scrimmage. That's gonna be hot, <laughs> and I mean literal. Yes. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, uh, so other review five stars from bhy22 says I'm actually a pretty big Johan fan. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny they exist. The, it's funny the way they put that because you think like it's an unpopular opinion so they're like well actually i am so suck it <laughs> <laughs> but it says have been a big skc fan for a while and have just recently found this pod very impressed by the entire show and its content and since you read these stop hating on my man the french bulldog johan Crazet. <laughs> do we hate on johan i feel like we've been more of a defender of, of johan than a lot of people uh, there's been times. I don't know how recently they found this podcast, but there have been times when we have hated on him. So I think when he's doing big things, we're like, Johan, best player on the team. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, look, Johan, he's one of those, like I, I sent out this tweet and I feel like I keep retweeting it every time Johan uh, steps on the field. It's like, sometimes you're going to get moments of magic with him. And sometimes you're going to get like, what the hell is going on? And, uh, right. You know, I mean, I still maintain that he's probably not a performing at a designated player level, um, but he's he's a solid guy to have on the team. I just wish we weren't paying him so much. But you know, 
There's a few guys I wish we weren't paying so much, so that's not unique to him. But hey, I don't know. Oh, I hear you, man. I hear you. He uh, he makes a little bit of a uh, little bit more cash than some of the other people, and probably doesn't play as many minutes. But hey, if he keeps if he keeps putting goals in, maybe he plays plays a little more. For sure. He, I mean, team's doing well with him up top at the false nine uh, position. So we'll uh, we'll see how it goes. Um, and then this, this is not a review, but this is an email that we got and it's not a question. It's almost more of a review. So I kind of want to read it here from Natasha, uh, Stefan, Steven, sorry. Don't know how you, how to say it. Um, Natasha, if you haven't left this as a review, feel free to go do so five stars. But, um, (laughs) the, the, the subject line of this email is shut the hell up, Taylor. And, uh, <laughs> says I'm getting caught up on my podcast post world cup slash gold cup. And I laughed so hard when Dan said that in episode 90, I think I'm going to make it my ringtone. Thanks for keeping me entertained as always your invisible pod friend, <laughs> Natasha. So I think, oh my uh, gosh, how do you do that? How do you make it as your ringtone? Well, so my, I, I realized as I'm reading this, I think Natasha has left a review because I think she referred to herself as our, our invisible pod friend in her review. Um, so that rung a bell for me. So thank you for that. But she's probably, I guess, going to have to download that episode and, and cut it. And then it's just going to be a, a little MP3 clip of Dan just yelling, shut the hell up, Taylor. So, <laughs> <laughs> which should be all of our ringtones. Oh, I love it. Really? Oh, 100%. <laughs> um, Oh, that's I awesome. Go Dude, back and you guys can send us emails, man. Yeah. No other pot at gmail.com. Send us emails. They don't have to be questions. They could just be like that. Funny anecdotes. So yeah. um tell us what that's other so moments stupid. of uh <laughs> <laughs> tell us tell us what other moments of, of Dan do you want to cut and make your ringtone? So oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> we're just gonna have people all over Children's Mercy Park with just various coos rants as their ringtones. So Oh my god, that's so funny. And they, dude, we need to get some rants going on so we can get our our new segment going where people can call in and have rants of their own and maybe we they're do. good enough to play on the podcast. We do. That's on me. I, I need to I need to just actually get that oh, testing hey, done. That's so all good. Well uh I mean it's not on me because I don't know how to do it. So yeah, it is on you. <laughs> I promise I promise we'll have that set up uh so after the FC Dallas game, we'll we'll tweet it out um and, and you can uh, let us know your thoughts. Hey, after the uh, the halftime media game, you can call in and let me know how terrible I was. So, uh, yo, dude, <laughs> you got you got ten minutes to go all out. That's all you got, man. Ten minutes, and I need you. I need you to get a good warm up in. <laughs> I need you to stretch. I need you, I need you to stretch like Seth Sinovic does. And if you guys, you'll watch him now at the game this week. Oh my God. How he warms up because it is it is extensive, and since he's. One of the older players on the team, I try to copy exactly what he does because I'm one of the older players on my team. <laughs> but I need you to do that because you got 10 minutes to go nuts. And that's all you got, man. You might not be back next year. You don't know. That's true. That's true. I might I might die on the field because it's 174 degrees. Um, you might be told you're not a legitimate uh, broad, uh, press guy and it, you're, you're revoked. <laughs> it's true. If I keep pissing off Peter with my questions, you know. As I have been Yo, I had, known to do. Bro, I had a really bad dream, by the way, that this Q&A that we're going to have with Peter at the Fantasy Adult Camp oh, this weekend. Oh my God, yeah. That he goes, before I address any questions, I just need to say, uh, which one of you idiots are with no other pod? <laughs> and and I like put my head down and everyone is like pointing at me and like selling me out. And I'm like, shut up, shut up. And he's like, you know it's the dumbest thing. Like you guys, you idiots don't even know what you're talking about. And I was oh. like, yes, yes, we know. We know, sir. We know. That's such a sad <laughs> dream. <laughs> it was. It was so scary, dude. And uh, and then they then I found out they didn't have any vegan food to feed me. And I was like, well, I guess I'm going to Chipotle. <laughs> Does Chipotle have vegan options? I didn't even realize that. Sure. Absolutely, man. They got the sofritas with the tofu. Oh, that's right. They do. Okay. That's good stuff. Okay. Well, there you go. But yeah. Adult camp is this weekend, folks, if that's what you're wondering what that is. And uh, I don't know if any of you are doing it, but if you are, I'll see you there because it's going to be a fun time. Yeah, I do want to talk about that. You got the itinerary, so we will hit that up for sure. Um, but let's uh, before we, we go too far down the rabbit hole, let's let's talk a little bit about this uh, this Vancouver game because it's a good one to talk about. Um, 
Sporting KC seems to like playing Vancouver, um, whether in Kansas City at Children's Mercy Park or in Vancouver at BC Place. Um, and this lineup that came out was was pretty close to a first-choice lineup. I mean, you had uh, Johan in there, um, Johnny Russell still on the bench, working his way back, um, Zalalem making his second straight start, I believe, and then the back line of uh, Sinovic, Beisler, Barat, and Zussi. Um, I, I, I think we said last week going into this game that we both thought Sporting would get a result, if not win. So I was feeling pretty good ahead of the game. How are you feeling? Ahead of the game, you're feeling good, but also we have a history of playing to our to our opponents' uh, strengths. Like we, we, we're only as good as our opponent. So, but however, this year it hasn't quite been like that because we've been getting smoked by people that are really good. So. I didn't know how to feel at first, man, but I, I'm glad we got in there and, uh, you know, got the job done. Now, Vancouver, they they had their Freddie Montero missing. Um, that probably benched. would have helped their attack. Oh, he was benched. Yeah, he just hasn't been producing. What? So I think they, Mark Dos Santos, I think just benched him is what I understood. No, I thought he was on a red card. Oh, was he on a red card? Oh, okay. Well, either way, yeah. he hasn't been good. No, he he picked it up in like the dying embers of the of the of their slaughter ah, that Wednesday. Okay, um, well. And it was just stupid. It's like, dude, you're about to lose the game. It's like the 94th minute, and you got a red card. Yeah, he's not been good this year. So probably was just. Yeah, he would have helped him a little bit, I think. And I, you know, there was a tweet I put out, maybe an unpopular one to some people, but Nate Bucati tweeted, uh, "SKC SKC fans, who who gets the winner? Who gets the game winner tonight?" And everyone's responding, uh, "Oh, Gerso's got it. Johan's getting it done. Nemo with the victory." And I was like. Yeah, probably Reyna, to be honest. <laughs> I did see that. <laughs> I was like, ooh. Well, yeah. I was like, okay, whatever. I'm funny. I'm just being pessimistically funny like I do. Pessimist and uh, man. I don't think anyone's going to take it seriously because I'm not a Fairweather fan by any means. I was just kind of being realistic there, and I'm glad I was wrong. Did you get any uh, any hate from people on Twitter.com? Uh, I had one person like retweet me and say like fake fans are over here. And I was like, actually it's uh, I said, it's kind of an inside joke between myself and the, my fans and my podcast. So <laughs> that's right. I have I a said, podcast really, that as- I record every week about sporting KC. Yep. Do you? Oh, I absolutely, <laughs> I absolutely plugged it. I was like, yeah, I take hours out of my week to do this, uh, for people, uh, for no money, <laughs> but uh, I'm a fake fan, fake fan. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've gotten in, in a couple of debates with, with people on Twitter, both sporting fans and otherwise. And yeah, it's, you know what? You never quite know what you're going to get on Twitter on, on any given day. So, uh, yeah. But yeah, uh, it's all good. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I don't know why. I was just feeling like we were going to go into Vancouver and we were going to get a win. I didn't necessarily think it would be dominant per se or like an overly pretty win, but I was like, I just have a feeling Vancouver's not been great. I think we're gonna we're gonna be fine, um, and and it looked. I don't, I wouldn't say Sporting looked overly dominant in the first twenty twenty five minutes, but they looked pretty good. I think I, I I wasn't watching the game and was like, man, one side or the other is clearly dominating. Um, but then it was in the twenty fourth minute, off of a corner kick where Zussi was super pissed at Felipe because Felipe kind of messed up Zussi's volley. But then Felipe found Gerso out wide. Gerso did a couple of Gerso things, dribbled inside, made someone else look like a little idiot. Then he kicked it in toward the goal. And they rule it an own goal off of Vancouver defender Ali Adnan, who kind of redirected it on frame. Um, Whatever happened, it was because of Gerso, and it's 1-0 Sporting KC in the 24th minute. So I thought it was cool. See, that's interesting. At first, my first... In- instinct was like, ooh, own goal. But after that, I was like, oh, no. No, it was on target. And the dude just put his foot out and it rolled over his foot. I-, I don't know. I don't know how you rule that. I guess if he was not on target and he just slid it across the goal and a guy accidentally redirects it into the goal, then I would say it's an own goal. But I, what do I know? Yeah, so for me, it's really hard to tell if it's actually on target or not. Um if it is, it's like just going to sneak in that left side of the post. Um, my first instinct when I saw the goal happen is I immediately thought, oh, that's an own goal. Um, because it so drastically changes the trajectory of the ball that 
it, I mean, it, it, it changed it from maybe kind of sort of being on frame to like, oh, that's absolutely, I mean, obviously it's absolutely on frame because it's goal now. Um, but regardless of, of whether it's on frame or not, and the more I watch it, the more I actually don't think it is. I think an own goal is the right call. This little one on two move that Jerso's got from outside the box, I mean, it's brilliant. This is, I mean, Jerso sometimes isn't the best at finishing, but this is what he can do. And we've seen him do this time and time again. He can get creative. He's fast. He does these clever little moves with his feet, makes some space, and then you never really know what's going to happen. So this is 100% a goal because of Jerso, whether he gets credit for it on the stat sheet or not. So I was excited. I agree, man. Um, Everything he does is, uh, is with intent. Like the dude's fast. He he might not always get the job done, but he's always he always he's always working. I feel like he this I, I I don't know if I have a little bit of recency bias here, but but I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing if I do. But I almost feel like this is like his best season with Sporting KC so far, and and or at least these last you know three, four, five, six games seem like he's put together quite a a, a really good stretch where even if he's not the one scoring the goals or getting assists on goals, he's doing a hell of a lot to work harder than anyone else on the field and get in positions where he can be an influential person in the game. And he's doing things to help set up goals, even if he's not directly getting the assist. So he's one of the most important attacking pieces on the team right now. And, and I think you re- we really missed him when he was out with that broken wrist. So I don't know. Yeah, I agree, man. He helps immensely. Um, I think, uh, it's also probably a good thing because had that just like gone out of play for nothing, you know, I wonder if Zussi would have been even more annoyed with Felipe because Zussi clearly was about to strike that thing first touch off the volley. Felipe had other ideas and you could see Zussi kind of like throw his hands up like, oh man, come on. But uh, no one's complaining after that goal. Yeah, that was a little, little miscommunication there. And I got to tell you, him and Felipe, like both of them tried to volley corner kicks at some point in that game. And I was just like, what? Is that what we do now? We just volley corner kicks and go for <laughs> galazos? Like, when did we become that desperate of a team? Like, we're always the team that tries to piece things together, and we got Zussi out here trying to be a hero. Yeah. Yeah, I did just notice as I was rewatching this uh, this replay that after the goal, Zussi immediately ran over toward Felipe, and they kind of did like a little high-five thing. So, like, I don't think... He was actually mad. Um, <laughs> Slap hands. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it probably again, it probably helps that a goal was just scored. Um, but probably, yeah. Otherwise, it's like get the fuck out of my way. <laughs> You're like, what are you doing? Um, <laughs> I did enjoy Jerso's little rock and the baby celebration too. Very timely. So, of uh, course, you knew that was coming. Either the rock or the the thumb suck, whatever you got to do. Man, it's crazy. I mean, he said in interviews before, like, obviously, for those of you who weren't aware, his 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 baby was born early this week. Um, and, you know, happy, healthy looking baby sporting tweeted out some some photos of, of, of the baby. Um, but he's been very open in interviews that ever since he found out he and his wife were having a baby, like he's just been I mean, he always seems like a happy guy, but he seems like another level of happy. And he's been talking about how his motivation for playing on the field is his upcoming child. And I really do feel like like he's just found another level of joy in his personal life that has translated into him playing better on the field. And it's just cool to see. So, Well, how many times has Peter said in a post-game interview, like, Gerso was the best player on the field tonight. Gerso this, Gerso that. Gerso had the best, was the best mover off of the ball tonight. Like, he said that a few times in games this year, and I think that's just awesome. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's, it's very cool to see. Um, you know, and and even if you look, uh, you know, we went into so before I get a little ahead of myself because Jerso is very involved in the second goal as well. Um, but before I, I get a little ahead of myself, we we go into halftime at one zero, and you text me at halftime because Sporting KC Twitter at this point is ready to <laughs> anoint SKC as having come back from the dead and like. All yeah. things are fixed. Why are we doing that? It's one nil. <laughs> Relax. And so, yeah, you you text me, and I forget exactly what you said, but it was something along the lines of, like, people on Twitter, man, they're driving me crazy. Everyone thinks it's fixed. It's only 1-0. Vancouver's terrible. Like, what are we doing? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of funny. I'll, I'll tell you what I said right now. Uh, let me make sure it's okay to read real quick. Um, <laughs> sometimes sometimes I send you some pretty some pretty raw stuff. <laughs> 
Oh, I just said people are driving me crazy saying that SKC is on the up and up and looking good. Stop it. We're up 1-0. That means nothing right now. <laughs> people forget so easily. And you were just like, I think we look pretty decent. I said, sure, <laughs> decent. But this is trash Vancouver, and we got Felipe and Zussi volleying corner kicks. And I think I even told you, you know, the past games, Toronto, Houston, LAFC, you know, being up 1-0, you got to get more, especially against this trash team. And we did. We did. And then you and your cautiously optimistic ass. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad it worked. I'm glad it all worked out. Yeah, I was just like, you know, I, I, I agreed with you that like, look, I'm not sitting here saying one zero, everything's fixed because, you know, we've seen plenty of times us blow a lead like that uh, in like the 89th minute on a stupid mental error. But I was feeling like, OK, that was a pretty decent first half. Um, but I definitely thought we need to put up another goal or two to to assure this victory because Vancouver didn't look like they they were threatening that much on the attack. But I, I never trust just a one goal lead. Um, but. In the 56th minute, I don't know what the hell Vancouver goalkeeper Zach McMath is doing, but he kicks the ball directly to Gerso, who does another little bit of fancy footwork to get away from two Vancouver defenders who are kind of on him, and then lays the ball off for Felipe, who fires it from outside the box. I don't really know what McMath was doing here, because it wasn't like an overly fast shot. It wasn't an overly hard shot. It was on the ground and almost like a just an average pace dribbler. But it, it looks like Felipe kind of sent him leaning one way, and then he just got a delayed reaction, and McMath couldn't dive to his left and get the ball in time. But 2-0, Felipe doubles the lead from outside the box. And at that point, I'm like, okay, we're going to come out of this with three points. So, Yeah, definitely was feeling good at that point, 100%. And once again, Gerso, you were just talking about it, but he finds himself in places on the field where he's going to make a difference. Um, he gets scary, and if you're if you're a wing back, I mean, good freaking luck. I'd be terrified. I'd be like, no, no, no. Let's can I can you just put me in the midfield? Like, let, let me just roam around the midfield for a bit because I don't want to cover this dude. Yeah, and then um, you know, just just to to seal it, you know, Johnny Russell came on with like a minute to go in the game. Christian Namath checked on for uh, Johan Quaze late in the game. Uh, Namath and Johnny had a little nice little combination play in the 89th minute. Um, you know, Namath hits it to, to Johnny just outside the box, makes a nice run. Johnny finds Namath outside the box who crosses the ball across the face of goal. Gerso, again, right place, right time, finds the ball at about the six-yard line, smashes it into the back of the net. Nothing McMath can do about it. 3-0 Sporting KC, game over. Gerso, two goals and an assist. Well, a goal, an assist, and a own goal that was created because of him. I'd say those team of the week honors are very deserved. So hell of a game. Oh yeah. Big time. It was good. It was good. It was uh man. It was getting late too, but it didn't matter because I didn't stay up late to watch another loss. It was nice. That, that's a good point. It is one of the worst things when you're like, Oh, it's a West coast game. It doesn't start till nine or nine 30. And then you wait that long, and then you're like, man, I stayed up till 11.30 to watch us get our ass kicked. Like, that's not fun. Right. But, and I, I skip the post game on those late games. I'm just like, okay, good night. Sorry. Sorry, Nate, Matt, and Carter. I'm sorry. Yeah. That, I mean, I, I, I definitely didn't wait up to watch the post game either, because at that point it was like, you know, 11, 11, 15 when the game was done. And I was like, man, I, I got to go sleep. Um, but suddenly, you know, Sporting KC gets a win. We're at 25 points on the year. That's good enough for ninth place. Four points out of seventh. Uh, and you know what? You know who the seventh place team is? FC Dallas. I do. Yep. Yes. And guess who we play this weekend? <gasps> FC Dallas. So. Yes. This is a big weekend, man. This really feels like it's kind of uh, an inflection point for the rest of the season. Um, True. And we are in a Death Valley heat wave warning. Yeah. That's the that's the scientific name for it. I, I mean, yeah, I see National Weather Service of Kansas City. They're tweeting out excessive heat warnings, heat index. It's going to be between 105 and 110 between today, Wednesday, and uh, and Saturday yeah. evening. So They said it ends like Saturday at 8 p.m. And I'm like, okay, so about the time, you know, the first half is half over or whatever. That's great. 
Yeah, that's uh, drink your water, people. <laughs> that's about the time I'm supposed to go down and get ready for the uh, the media game. Um, well, don't don't let your drunk friends uh, <laughs> talk you into it. You tell Melissa to get her shit together and drink more water. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, man, it's gonna be a very very hot one. Um, I don't know that that really creates an advantage for Sporting KC all that much because FC Dallas is going to be used to be playing in the heat and the humidity as well. It's not like we're welcoming, um, you know, a, a team that's not used to playing in this type of weather. But um, I don't know. How, how are you feeling ahead of this game with FC Dallas and, and, and what do you think might happen? Yeah, I mean, Dallas just had a bad loss at Minnesota, right? Yeah, Minnesota, man, Minnesota, they look good. So. Minnesota looks good. You can't take much away from that. People really don't give them enough credit. And uh, I don't know, man. I think that uh, I think we got a chance. It's at home, and, but it's not like it's not like we're we're getting an advantage by playing in the heat because they play in Texas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They they play in uh, in the north of Texas. It um, it's very hot there. They're they're used to it. I have a friend from Dallas who's coming to this game. And I texted him the National Weather Service uh, tweet from earlier today, and I was like, it's going to be a hot one. And he writes back, he goes, child's play. It's child's play. I'm from Texas. 105 is nothing. <laughs> and I was like, okay, let's calm down a little bit. Sounds about but, right, um, man. Like people in Chicago all the time, they'd be like, ugh, it's so humid up here. This is just Chicago weather. This is Chicago. And I'm like, okay, I'm from Kansas, man. It gets hotter than this. <laughs> Chill out. Um, Dallas is a, a decent state decent side um you know they they're relatively young you know they they've sold off some of their better pieces um either overseas to to buy in munich or or elsewhere um but you know we talk about paxton pommy call he's a very good up-and-coming attacking midfielder who's probably got u.s men's national team in his future in the very near future um they they have some decent pieces, but they're very poor on the road. They're two seven and one on the year on the road. So, um, I don't know. Do you think I'm overselling it when I when I describe this game as almost like I said an inflection point, but kind of like a fork in the road? Like you win, and it's like yeah, we're still building on that momentum. We're we're just one point out of that seventh spot. We're back in this. Whereas if you lose, it kind of feels like you've killed whatever little bit of momentum you could have built over the last couple games. I don't know. How, what do you think? It feels good, man. I mean, three three points on the road is wonderful, no matter who it's against. You know what I mean? That's uh, and it was a Western Conference team fighting for a playoff spot. So this is this is huge momentum coming back home. And against Dallas, you need it. I mean, they're they're not they're not awful. Okay, I mean they're they're right in the same position we are, trying not to fall away from the playoff spots. Yeah, they have a, a plus three goal differential on the year. We're at minus two. Um, they're not the type of team that's, you know, like when LAFC came to town and we were like, this is going to be a wide open attacking game. I don't think this is going to be that. I think that it's much more likely that we're going to see Dallas sort of bunker a little bit and try to play off the counter. Um, as opposed to like, everybody's just out wide open, running around fast pace. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. Dallas can always be a little bit tough for us. Um, but I think I think we're gonna keep it rolling. I think we're gonna uh, we're gonna see a victory. A hard thing is Ilya is gonna be suspended because of yellow card accumulation. So with Ilya out, who do you think could step into his role in the midfield? Because we really don't have any other natural center defensive uh, midfielder. No, we really don't. I mean, who do you, who, who do you get? Uh, Benny can do it. I mean, Benny can step in there and do it. Yeah, Benny. Benny's really. I think I was just talking about this uh, on Twitter with some people yesterday. Um, Benny's really the only person who can, and Benny is by no means a natural number six. I mean, Felipe can do it, but when Felipe drops back and, and plays more of a defensive role, we really sacrifice a lot in the attack. Um, Buzio is more of an attacking midfielder. Um, he can play sort of a box to box role, but he's not really a defensive midfielder. Zalalem is more of a box-to-box guy. He's not really just a defensive guy either. So it's kind of a hole in the roster outside of Ilya. And, I mean, it really hasn't been exposed that much because Ilya plays so much. But I don't know. It feels weird. 
I don't want to watch a game without Ilya playing. I mean, the dude controls the midfield. He really sets the pace of the game. I mean, he is the, that's why they call him the maestro. I mean, he's the conductor, man. He's telling people where to go. He's sending balls right and left. I mean, that's it. That's the position, man. It, it's a, it's a, it's amazing. That's I'll miss it. I don't know how I'm going to cope not watching that on Saturday. Yeah. It's hard. Cause like part of me wants to be like, man, we really need to bring in another defensive midfielder. Uh, Cause we can't be in a situation like this where we have nobody who can really do it. Um, but Ilya Kuzain Kuzain could do it, right? He could. Yeah. I mean, that's not a bad shout. Might have to. Um, again, he's typically more of like a, a box to box. He offers a little bit more in the attack than Ilya typically does, but that's not, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't consider that. I, I would guess if I had to bet, I don't think we, it probably will be Kuzain. It's probably going to be Felipe, Benny, Johan. And well, uh, you know, Swiss Army knife Johan, dude. He's he's the fucking next Jacob Peterson. <laughs> I I don't know. Put him where you want. I him. don't know if I've ever seen Johan play defensive midfielder, but that is another option I didn't consider. Is what if you put Namath back at striker, drop Johan in the midfield, and then you have Johan, Felipe, and Benny in the midfield? I don't know. You got to do what you got to so. do. I mean, it's not ideal, but these are the these are the cards we're dealt. I would like to see uh, Buzio in there in some way. I feel like anytime Buzio gets in there, he's been very good, and we haven't really seen him much as of late in uh, in the Sporting KC matches. So, I would sure like to see Buzio get in there in some way. But um, that'd be nice. Oh, dude, he's crowd favorite. I mean, you hear how loud it gets when he comes out. People love him. Absolutely love him. Oh yeah, kid's a legend, and he's still in high school. Yeah. Um, I did just want to point out, like, for how dominant of a performance this was against Vancouver. If you look at the expected goals, Sporting KC had 3.2 expected goals. It says plus one own goal. So I don't even think that's outside of the, the goals. Like that, that's in addition to the one own goal. And, okay. and then Vancouver, only 0.6 expected goals. So in all phases of the game, Dude. this was a dominant performance. So we're creating chances, man. We're creating opportunities. And it's like that way every game for the past few games. And this could be it. This could be the game we need, the pivot point, the one we look back on saying that's when we that's when we turned it around and snuck back into the playoff positioning. That's when we became dominant again. Yeah. Um, I just I think this this could be uh, quite quite a, a nice little stretch for, for Sporting KC. Turn them around on uh, on the season and, and just continue to build that momentum. Um, so. I don't know. Really looking forward to seeing what happens out on the field um, against FC Dallas, and uh, and yeah, you know it'll be a, it'll be a fun one. Do you have a uh, a score prediction for FC Dallas? Well, as much as we love to get shutouts, I don't know if it's going to be that way. All right, I I could see us winning. I could see it going two one, but uh, I I can't see us getting that shutout. Okay. I think 2-1's a decent uh prediction. 2-1 or 3-1, I think Sporting KC wins about one of those two score lines, so I agree with you there. Um but while we're on the topic of defense, you mentioned you don't know if we get a shutout. This back line of Sinovic, Beesler, Barat, and Graham Zusi, it's only played together a few times this year because of injuries and rotation and whatnot. But that seems to be maybe the most effective back line that we've had. I mean, when those guys have played together, I, I, if I remember on the broadcast correctly, I want to say they've played together five times and four of them were shutouts, something like that. That may be wrong. So don't take my word for it. But I remember them talking on the broadcast about how this has been a very effective combination together. And this performance once again, shows that. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know what that means other than, yeah, we have a guy like Barat in there who's on a very reasonable contract and doing very well. And then we have a guy like Fontas who's making a million dollars a year and hasn't made the 18 for two straight games. So take that for what you will, I guess. Yeah, no, exactly, man. Agreed. Um, speaking of which, just a couple questions here. Um, Levi Barton asks, thoughts on no Fontas in the 18 the past two matches? Um, there's been a lot of... Well, they're clearly trying to get rid of him right well that's what i was going to ask you uh eric martinez says he's probably gone or will be in response to levi barton um 
yeah, I mean, do you think there's something more to this? Or do you think it's just a matter of Peter looked at his performances and was like, this is not good enough and I'm not even going to put you in the 18 to really try to get your head on straight? Um, I don't know. So it's... Uh, it feels it feels weird. I mean, to not even have him in the, in the 18, it feels like there's a deal going on behind closed doors. Could be. Now, he's still training with Sporting KC and they tweeted out a picture on Tuesday of like their little mini tournament. Oh, and he's okay. like... He was on the team that won their little mini training tournament, and he was all smiling and giving a thumbs up, and he looked happy. Now, who knows what that actually means? Um, <laughs> Deciphering his, yeah. his faces over here. I just that million dollar contract <laughs> is going to be so hard to move, especially within MLS, because most MLS teams do not pay center backs a million dollars a year. Um, and I don't know if right. a European team would be willing to take him on, considering how poor he's been. But man, I'm, I'm saying. Botan Barat, he's the real deal, the Hungarian hitman. So, I think so, man. I I'm all on the Botan team, that's for sure. And then the other question we got from Eric Martinez, uh, being that Vancouver had a midweek match, how much do you think uh, that contributes to SKC's performance? I'm with Dan Kuzer on the pessimist view on the club still. So he's throwing you in there, saying that he's still a pessimist on the club, but but I don't know. What do you what do you think about his point? Uh, yeah. I mean, that's kind of where I'm at too, man. I, I, we, we need a string of games together and we need to get Roger back into the fold and see who can be a proven striker. I mean, does it even matter anymore? Are we even still talking about proven striker? Because these goals can come from anywhere. Like who the hell cares anymore? Right. I mean, that's what, I mean, that's kind of been what I said last year where I was like, does the DP nine really matter that much? Because we set a record for goals in a single season. Um, where I think it might matter is like in games like that Portland game in the playoffs in children's mercy park. If you can have, like if you can have a guy that you can count on consistently to kind of like sort of almost take over a game, that's where it can matter on like an individual game basis. But yeah, over the course of the year, as long as goals come from wherever they can on the field, I don't know that it matters as much. Um, mm-hmm. So, I don't know. But, you know, we'll see. We are in the uh, the transfer window. I wouldn't expect that we bring in a designated player or a new striker, especially with Eric Hurtado getting ready to come back from injury. Um, but you never know. We'll see. Um, you mentioned Roger. They have videos of Roger out there. He's training and running and scoring goals on the field in his new Johan Blonde haircut. So, it'll. Uh, I dig it, man. I was confused on the t- the video they tweeted out. I was like, who is this? Where is Roger? I don't understand. I don't see him. And then I realized, oh, that is Roger. Uh, well, you got to come back. You got to make a statement. So why not change up your look? Go a little bold. Come back with a bang. There you go. And he's uh, he's copying Johan. Johan, uh, he's got quite the fashion sense. Um, he's, a, he's a good looking dude. So maybe he looked at Johan and was like, okay, I'm going to get with that a little bit. Um. <laughs> but I don't know. Speaking of Johan, I don't know if you have an athletic subscription or not, but did you read this athletic article that Andy Edwards wrote um, uh, about Johan? I, I do not. Do you you have an athletic subscription? I, I do. I got one last year when they were on sale, and I probably got recharged Ooh. for it at a much higher price and didn't even realize it. But um, Probably. I just I thought it was a pretty interesting look. I, did, I mean, I don't think many people know much about Johan, and he talks in here about like – how he wants to go on and and work in fashion after his soccer career, because he's a big fashion fan, maybe work in a sort of shoe designing or something and how he chose Kansas city because it's a smaller town and it reminds him of his home in France. And like when he was in New York, he didn't even want to leave the hotel because there's so many people and it's so stressful. Um, But the thing that I didn't know, and this like, it, it broke my heart reading it is he was talking about how, close he was with his mom as a small child and he left home when he was just like a preteen to go train um with a a soccer club in france but his mom worked near where he was living so we got to see her quite a bit but uh she died of of, uh, esophageal cancer in 2016 and he was like it you know he suddenly had to sort of step up and like start providing more for his siblings and he just talked about how like you know he even after um she passed like he would go back to Belgium where he was playing and he would wait for the phone calls to come from her two or three times a week. And that's when it really hit him that she wasn't there anymore. Cause suddenly those calls weren't coming. And that's when he decided like, 
I got to change this. I got to go somewhere. And that's when he moved to the States and, and came to Kansas city. But I don't know. I just thought that's crazy. It was, it was a, a much deeper look into Johan as like a person than I think we've gotten before. So, um, yeah, I, I heard about it, but that's, uh, that's nuts to hear you talk about it. Yeah. And I just like, you know, the end quote, he was like, you know, that's why I'm here for myself and my happiness, you know, and now I can pay the rent for my two sisters. For me, that's my job now. Even when my mom was here, I was doing everything because she made so many sacrifices for us. So now I have to. Um, just kind of puts it in perspective. God damn. Anyone crying yet? Holy hell. Right. Yeah. And I mean, that's like saying that like his voice still ta- or still cracks when he talks about their final uh, final days together. Um, and it's just like. Yeah, I guess just puts it all in perspective. Like when people are talking about Johan and like his what's happening on the field and like maybe he's not living up to it. And I remember right after he came to Sporting KC and there were a lot of expectations because he was a designated player and we're like, wow, it's really taking him a long time to adjust. None of us knew just not that long ago, his mom passed away Christmas Day of 2016. And then what is it? Uh, You know, not that long after he's coming to Kansas City. He's just trying to adjust to a whole new culture, whole new language, whole new life without the, the mom that he loved. It, it just, yeah, I don't know. These are real people. So makes you uh, appreciate the ones why, you got. <laughs> why do you got to make, uh, why do you got to make these players real people? Why do you got to do that? <laughs> it's, it's much easier when you can just yell at them like they're fake, right? Um, yeah. So I don't know. Sniffle, sniffle. Yeah. Not to bring the pod down, but I just thought it was a good look at. You know, no, you did bring it down, dude. <laughs> now you have a good ten to twenty minutes to bring it back up. This is on you. Well, let's let's talk about a new life. Jerso's little baby, baby Jerso Jr. Um, Ugh, kids. <laughs> Jerso, <laughs> I don't know if that's actually the baby's name. Um, it is. It's GJ. GJ. There you go. Yeah. Um, Ridiculous. <laughs> hey, to each their own. Um, GJ was born and, you know, I think, uh, I mean, I, I haven't heard otherwise. I expect Jerso to play on Saturday, but, you know, hopefully uh, he'll just continue to be the happy Jerso he has been and put more uh, balls in the back than that for his little baby. So, look forward to it. Um, Absolutely. Let's see here. Um, we talked about Roger uh, is training. Um Eric Hurtado is also training. Jalen Lindsay not yet training. He's still uh, still working his way back from the injury, but he is you know doing some work on the side. Um, let's talk about your adult camp this weekend. So you got the itinerary, and yeah, you want to tell uh, tell the listeners what all goes into that, dude. It should be pretty cool. Um, you know, for one, it's the first year they're doing this. And I know there's been like demand in the past, like, oh, how cool, would, kind of jokingly, how cool would that be if it was an adult camp? Uh-huh. Well, they're doing it. And that's this Saturday. And, uh, bro, it's, I mean, I got to actually bring some stuff with me here. And now you guys are going to get some insider information about what I've heard. And I hope that's okay to give out. If not, I believe the camp sure director. The camp director listens to us, actually, so he's going to be like, you son of a bitch, you gave out the itinerary. <laughs> but, you know... Suddenly your uh, participation is canceled. Suddenly, yep, I'm getting a full refund, and I'm there's I'm just told the whole thing's canceled. Which, it's going to be hot as shit, so I'm not sure what I'd be upset about. But, dude, the things I have to bring, <laughs> you have to bring a towel, you bring cleats and socks for training... A top and shorts will be provided. And I'm like, dude, do we get to keep that? Like, you would think I'm so, sure right? You, do. you think? Oh, yeah. You're paying enough. You better get to keep it. Well, I don't know. And then it says outfit. We got to bring outfit to wear during region. This should be like comfortable t shirt, shorts, gym shoes, you know? Um, outfit to wear to the game because our jer- we're not going to get our jersey till Sunday. Uh, socks, underwear, toiletries because we'll shower. ID in a bag to keep all of your stuff in. Um, I also found out, you guys, spectators are welcome for our scrimmage on Sunday. Now, I don't expect anyone to come out. My wife made me <laughs> ask. My wife was like, please ask. I would like to come. And I'm like, but it's going to be a million degrees. You should stay home. <laughs> She's going to be there with a giant Coos Tifo. Oh, my God. Too funny. A two pole. <laughs> now I got to get out there and score, man. Which I'm like, I kind of regret 
not saying I wanted to play on the wing and and, and saying I want to play like D-mid. Because D-mids don't score. You think Ilya scores? No. Takes those penalty kicks. That's true, but I, so. I don't want to do that. But let me tell you <laughs> this. Uh, we got to get there at like 1130, right? And Saturday morning. And we don't even eat till like 2 o'clock. But yeah, here's the rundown. Weird. It's a little weird. I, I'm like, okay, well, I got to make sure to eat at like 11 so I don't die. Uh, I, mean, I don't know. I don't want to exercise on a full stomach either. So we'll see. You get there at 1130. You, you go to the locker rooms. Then you do training at Pinnacle for just an hour and 15 minutes. I'm like, okay, that doesn't seem like a lot. Yeah, that's going to be hot um, as hell. That's true. Then we you know, probably won't be able to breathe, man. Um, then we change. Then there's a lunch Q&A with Brian Bliss. Um, isn't he the director of uh, player recruitment? What's he do? What's Brian Bliss do? Let me look up his official title. I think he's the technical director now. Um but he was the guy who went and like got people. Yeah, no, like his, he like found people. Yeah, his, his his big responsibility is pretty much yeah finding people um, and overseeing you know player acquisitions. Um, right. So well, I'm after still that, to find his official. There's a title. tour of pen- oh sorry. Well, I'm we're not just gonna wait. For Director you to find of player it. personnel. Um, no. <laughs> okay, you want me to just riff over here? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, director of player personnel. That Q and A will be cool. I don't. I don't know of any questions I should ask Brian Bliss, but maybe this is where No Other Pod fandom comes in. If you guys have questions you want to know from Brian Bliss, let me know, and I'll, I'll get the answer. Absolutely, that's pretty cool. Uh, you too, man. You let me know. But after that, there's a tour of Pinnacle and regeneration work with Children's Mercy, which I'm so excited for. Like doing the regen and everything like that. Probably a lot of foam rolling, take an ice bath, stretching, maybe a maybe maybe i hit up the nap room you know <laughs> uh then there's a q and a with your with your guy peter vermees and if you guys have any questions for peter let me know and i'll tell you that i was too scared to ask him <laughs> but uh <laughs> and here's my favorite part after that there's a happy hour at pinnacle which i'm like do you think you think the players get like super hammered before game day? <laughs> like I don't. You think they go to happy hour? Probably not. Uh, they but probably, so probably won't be a happy hour. But they do drink beers in the locker room after victories. I can tell you that. That's true. Victories for sure. And then you travel to Children's Mercy Park on a bus. You watch SKC warmups and group announcements, and then the game. And then you bus from Children's Mercy Park back to Pinnacle, and the next day. All right, next day you get to Children's Mercy Park and check out the locker room. Y'all, you, you have your own locker too, by the way. It's going to be crazy. I bet it's all going to be dolled up. I should have, I said dolled up. That's weird. <laughs> you should probably, I should probably take millions of pictures. Then you have a Children's Mercy Park tour. Then you change clothes for the game. And you have warm-ups, team photos, group photo. Uh, they announce lineups and national. I, I hope I get into the starting 11, Jimmy. I really hope I can make it into the starting 11. Better impress on that training on Saturday. It's a big deal. It's a real big deal. Um, then there's the scrimmage. Are you going to kneel Carrie during Zavagman. the national anthem? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's not get <laughs> controversial here. I did text you that, though, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the teams at the scrimmage are coached by Kerry Zavagnin and Zoran Savic. Savic? Okay. Savic? Either one. Uh, and then there's post-game. And I don't know what that means. Like, are we post-game? Like, interviews and stuff? That's weird. And then there's a post-match party. It's pretty cool. It's a full weekend. It's cool, man. I, however, it's only like a little over two hours of actual soccer, which I was a little disappointed in, but I'm like super excited as well. Um, so it's okay. But I, I was shocked that it's just over two hours of actual soccer. Well, I mean, if you think about like what the play, actual players are doing on a day-to-day basis, like, yeah, they're doing their, their training and whatnot, but I bet so much of it is is the regen work and the nutrition work and, and, and all of that other stuff that like That's more true. of their day is probably spent inside doing other stuff to take care of their bodies and actually out on the field training. So, No, that's true. And they did say um, in the email, he said, You're not, we won't be eating until 2 p.m., and then you will be eating nonstop the rest of the day. And I'm like, what? Wait, what? <laughs> I saw that when you forwarded I, it to now me. Now, I, uh, from an athlete's point of view, I'm kind of like, well, are they like going to fuel our bodies with like the type of fuel the players would eat leading up to a game? Because 
that's what you do the night before a game, man. You fuel your body with carbs and proteins and everything. You know what I mean? Yeah, it doesn't sound like it. it sounds like you're going to be doing uh, or, or what they'll have available is alcohol and uh, happy hour food. So, <laughs> well, they know I am plant based, so I hope they hope they got so me under control. Have the, the plant based <laughs> alcohol. No, <laughs> bro. No, no, I'm not. I'm a, I'm a real player, Jimmy. So I'm not getting hammered. All right, I've got to play a game. It's true. I mean that. Yeah, but the game, the game must be thirty minute halves. I think it's only an hour. Man, let me tell you, if I was playing thirty minute halves on a full field, I would be dead zo after twenty. <laughs> yeah, but I play forty minute halves right now, uh, like in recreational league. So I was like, God damn, I wanted to get like the full forty five going on. Is that a that field that you play on for rec league? Is it like a full size field, like Children's Mercy? Is uh, our summer our summer field was uh, okay. that ended in June, but this field right now is a shorter one because it's eight on eight instead of eleven. Ah, uh, got you. Okay, well that'll be fun. So, yeah, man. I mean we I, we did play on a full field, so it's gonna be so cool. And I I hope I see some f- listeners out there. I don't know if you guys are coming, but I mean it's it's a kind of a once in a lifetime deal, man. You don't know if they'll do it again. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, you know, it's one of those things that it's probably their their pilot run at it, and they'll see how it goes. And if they get enough people that have signed right. up and and they get good feedback, they'll do it again. And if not, hey, at least you got to do it. So. You know, in addition to region, I think I'm most interested to see if, like, how the coaches manage the lineups. Like, how many people are in this camp? Did they did they cut it off at a solid 22 so they could have on 11 on 11? Probably not. But they, uh, you know, they don't want people sitting on the bench. Yeah. They're going to have to sub people out. Yeah. Hopefully they show you. I'm sure they will in the, in, in the tour and whatnot. But it'd be pretty cool if Peter gives you a little bit sort of an inside look into, like, what his, like, day-to-day life is outside of like game days because I, I when i did the tour of pinnacle right as it was being finished they took us briefly in his office and he's got crazy like smart boards and everything in there and i would love to know more about what peter does just like on like a tuesday like what are your what does your tuesday look like what are you doing all day and just see like what sort of scheme you want me to done. ask him i mean that's up to you i just i'm curious like outside of like practices and games like what all is is occupied not that i'm sure he has plenty of stuff to do i'm not questioning like peter's sitting there doing nothing um i just genuinely don't know like (laughs) what what all he's got going on this is when i go to my office and i i take my pants off for about an hour and uh i go over tactics with uh carrie (laughs) i play the google doodle whatever it is that day um (laughs) (laughs) right uh, but oh yeah. my gosh uh, <laughs> he's like i actually draw up our game plan on an etch-a-sketch before <laughs> it goes on the whiteboard i, I play <laughs> hangman with myself um i always win oh my God. <laughs> um, peter peter always playing with himself man after the pants off comment you never know um <laughs> i know that's why i said that but that'll be really cool i'm excited for you excited to hear uh hear more about what um what that all was like um Oh yeah, man. Yeah, I will be also be playing on the field that weekend, uh, but it will not be sixty minutes. It'll be ten minutes or so, give or take a couple, probably like ten to twelve minutes, I would guess. Um, so, um, oh, dude, I want. I I started to wonder if any players would show up, and I'm thinking like, okay, no players are going to come out on our training day because, well, it's hot as hell, and they play a game that night, so they're probably soaking up the AC. But I could see them coming out there for like the scrimmage. Maybe they've got some. Uh, I don't know. Maybe they got some some players to play uh, assistant referee or something like that, or or yeah. uh, you know be uh, be in charge of yeah be in charge of the offsides flag and whatever. Be pretty cool. I wouldn't be surprised. So could be cool. Look, yeah. Well, it's cool, man. You oh, got to do that. Wait, Ilya uh, might be at the camp because he has a red. Why wouldn't he come out to the camp? Uh, Oh, there you go. That'd be cool. Oh my God, that'd training be sick. with Ilya. Yeah, I guarantee he does that because he's that kind of guy. He's like, well, I'm not playing, so I might as well go give back a little bit. Yeah, he's super nice. That'd be cool, man. Be pretty cool. I'm, I'll, I'm here for the. I'm here for the Ilya kiss on the cheek. That's all I'm here for. <laughs> you're, you're gonna go in first. You're gonna you're gonna initiate oh, the yeah. kiss. Because at the last minute, I'm gonna turn my face and we're gonna lip it up. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be fun, man. Appreciate. Uh, appreciate the feedback that you're going to give uh sporting kc because hopefully they will do uh do this again next year for people so um yeah 
be pretty fun. And we're excited to hear what you do on the field and, and, and hear a, a recap of your scrimmage. And we expect goals. If you don't score, we're going to be mad. So <laughs> I'm not a scorer, man. I can tap shit in, but I cannot create. No, no. You better chip somebody from the midline. Oh, my That's God. That's what I say. I have no leg, dude. I'm just like, I'm all about interceptions and passes. That's it. I have no strength. Well, you know what? As long as, uh, you know what? You play hard, going for some two-footed tackles. Oh, my uh, God. I hope they say no sliding. <laughs> I hope we don't have some fucking mavericks out there. Um, You know what? Whatever, you know, it, it's... I, I just, it'll probably be a fun game. I doubt there will be any slide tackling allowed. Um, they don't want you like tearing up your ACLs or, or breaking legs or anything. So, yeah, exactly. Uh, even though I'm sure you'll sign a waiver. But <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we did making, sign that waiver. They're making us sign a waiver for the media game right before we go out onto the field. Cause that way, if really? We, uh, yeah, we injure ourselves in front of uh, 20,000. We can't sue. You're just going to have tennis shoes? Yeah, I mean, I don't, last year, I mean, like, they're not even giving us shorts or anything. They're just like, wear whatever pants you're wearing. So, like, I remember in years past, people were, like, out there in jeans. I'm going to be in shorts. I'll bring shorts. Um, you don't, but you get a jersey, right? You get a jersey, yeah. Authentic so, or, or replica? They weren't sure last I asked. Um, the mm. last few times it's been authentic, so we'll oh, see. Oh, that was another part of my dream, dude. They gave us replica jerseys instead of authentic. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. For the amount that you're paying, it better be authentic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I do know for the media game, I will be shooting toward the south stand end. I heard that's where my team will be uh, aiming on goal. So kind of messes up my plan. If I score, I was going to run over and celebrate with you. Now it'll just be that much more dramatic when I run the length of the field <laughs> um, Bro, down to the cauldron you area. score. I will jump on the field with you. <laughs> ah, Probably get yeah. thrown out. Well, you might. But hey, you know what? As long as you uh, have a no other pod shirt on, you get up on the screen, it's all worth it. Wait, so. I can do it. I have I have field credentials that night. That's true. I'll, I'll get out there. <laughs> I wonder if at halftime they would let you like kind of hang out on the field and get a closer up look. Be kind of cool. I don't know. I don't know what we're doing. We're I don't know where they're putting us. Uh, they said we'll be at a premium area. I don't know if that means in those comfy seats or if that means like, I don't know. So does Marissa get to sit with you or is she going to be over by herself in the cauldron? No, she's either going to have a friend or she probably won't go. Uh, Mm. Or she has someone she could sit with at at the very least. But uh, hell, if I was her, I wouldn't go, man. It's hot, dude. It is going to be too hot. Yeah. Well, you'll have to let me know where you are once you find your seat. Because if I do by some miracle score goal, that's where I'll run to celebrate. So, right. Um, well, let's hear. There's a couple other things around the league I wanted to get to before we wrap up. Um, MLS gave an expansion update. They said the ownership group representing St. Louis's MLS bid made a formal presentation um, to the league. So um, they also had a group from the Charlotte bid um, come and, and, and visit the MLS offices. Um so I don't know, man. All things seem to point toward uh, St. Louis is about to get an MLS team, um, which would be kind of cool. Hey, that's pretty cool. So, yeah, that's all but uh, confirmed, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, at this point, something crazy would have to happen for that not to happen. Um, it's going to be the closest game for us by far, which will be nice. Um, did you see what happened in the New York City FC and the New York Red Bulls game with this corner kick slash throw in? No, I've heard about it ad nauseum, though. I've heard all about it. Yeah, so for those who didn't see what happened, um, it was like the the 57th, 58th minute, something like that, I think. Um, And New York City knocked the ball out, and the assistant referee pointed to the corner as if to indicate a corner kick the Red Bulls picked the ball up and threw it in pretty much immediately while New York city was like kind of trying to get set up past the ball, <laughs> dribbled it in toward the box, sent a ball in Royer heads it in gold, New York Red Bulls and city's like, what the hell? Like you said, it was a corner kick. We were setting up for a corner kick and the center ref was like, Nope, I never indicated it was a corner kick and I'm the one who has final say. So it was a lot of confusion. Um, 
in the end, I guess you can say play to the whistle if you're in New York City and the whistle never blew and nothing ever stopped, so you got to be ready. But the center ref also indicated who, by the way, Alan Kelly, he's going to be the ref for the Sporting KC FC Dallas game. He was like, oh, yeah, we we never indicate that it's a throw in when we overrule them. (laughs) I just said verbally, which I was like, well, that's not true. And like what you expect people 40 yards away to hear you just be like, oh, yeah, throw in. Um, Apparently he didn't even do that like he was lying. Yeah. So I don't know. It was a weird situation. I can kind of understand understand both sides. Like Red Bulls are like, get over it, like play to the whistle. And New York City's like, well, we kind of got screwed. Um, I'd be pissed if it happened to Sporting KC. So that's where I stand on that. But yeah, for I don't know. Sure. I just thought it was weird. Um, did you see the uh, the craziness that happened with the goal of the week voting this week? Have you heard about this? The what now? Goal, goal, you know how like every week there's like four goals up for goal of the week and you get a vote on it and then the one with the most votes wins MLS goal of the week? Yeah, yeah. So apparently Jefferson Savarino from RSL was nominated for one of the goals of the week. And at one point he had 294,000 votes for him. Um, the entire population Jesus. of Salt Lake City is 290,000. So there, there were some shenanigans going on here. Long story short, MLS... Uh, after some American soccer analysis did a little investigation and, and previously the highest vote uh, was like 50,000. So this was like almost six times that. And the highest RSL vote there ever was, was 30,000. So this was 10 times that long story short, they realized, and this has probably been happening for a long time. People were out there building bots to go out and vote for goal of the week. And there was no like captcha or anything that you had to click to say, I am not a robot. So MLS had to take down goal of the week voting redo it and now they make you verify you're not a robot because people have no nothing better to do than to build robots to vote for goal of the week so just weird things weird things that happen in this league that's very weird like i don't know i can't i mean i'm sure there's enough crazy fans in the epl that would do this too but i'm just like don't you i mean maybe there's nothing better to do in salt lake city i don't know than build robots to vote for goal of the week but um i just right yeah I don't know. thought it was a little weird. Um, and then lastly, I just wanted to finish up. It was just announced that the U.S. men's national team is going to face Mexico again September 6th at MetLife Stadium in New Jersey. My question to you is why? Why are we doing this? What, what will come of this? Is there a point? I don't know. What do you think? It's, it's kind of weird. I, I don't know how I feel about it. It's just... Do we need to play them again so soon? I, I don't understand. Is it just a cash grab that way? Yeah, that's my th- one. Yes, it's a cash grab because you know a bunch of Mexican national team fans will probably show up because every time we play them, it's like 90% Mexico fans to 10% U.S. fans, which nothing against Mexico fans. More power to them to show up. I think it's more of a state, uh, more of a, an indictment of the state of U.S. soccer that we can't even draw our own fans on u.s soil to come out and watch the u.s men's national team play um but then also like if we're going to play mexico it'd be better go play them in mexico at azteca if you want to really give your your young players a challenge that's that would be better um but we're not going to have christian pulisic he's with chelsea training over in japan and we're not going to have you know well i mean i guess they'll be back from japan by then but they'll be in the midst of the um epl season i think they're not going to let him go um Weston McKenney will be back with uh, Schalke in the Bundesliga. So I just don't even know what the point of this is. So It's money. I mean, that's what it is, man. That that rivalry draws a crowd, presumably so. Yeah, you're right. Um, but anyway, that's all I got this week. So you got anything else for our good listeners? That's all I got, man. I'm sorry, everybody, for if I rambled on that camp situation, but I'm just really excited like a little kid. Nah, man, it's cool. We're looking forward to hearing uh, everything about it next week. So make sure you uh, take mental notes and remember, because we're going to be asking about it. I'm already taking mental notes on uh, little audio nuggets I got to give people for their ringtones now. Like, what? what? I got got nothing. (laughs) I got nothing original lately. Well, uh, we'll we'll, we'll know next week when you come back. You got a bunch of funny one-liners. We're going to be like, ah, he's been working on this. (laughs) He clearly wrote those down. (laughs) <laughs> uh, 
Anyway, you guys, thank you so much for listening, for asking the questions, for sending the emails and writing the reviews. If you haven't left a five-star rating and a review, please do so. Um, make sure to follow us on Twitter at NoOtherPod, at Dan Kuzer, at JCMac03. Uh, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash NoOtherPod. Send us an email, NoOtherPod at gmail.com. Uh, we'll be back next week after hopefully we beat FC Dallas. But until then, he's Dan. I'm Jimmy. We'll catch you all later. See ya. Skate, 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 skate. Yeah.